Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Well, I'll be damned. Is that a jello mold in the shape of a red wave? Huh. Well, this is the best Thanksgiving ever. It's high noon for Thursday, November 26, 2020. Happy Thanksgiving to all the American patriots and none of the communists. It was a bad night last night for the commies. Thank goodness they weren't out at bars celebrating their communism when Sidney Powell released her court filing in Georgia going straight after the governor, the secretary of state, and the elections commission there. You can read the court filing on your own. The commies won't. The maskies won't. And why won't they? Well, because the news is focused on the fact that there are typos in the document. Oh, no. I guess that must change the substance. It's actually good that they had the typos so that the news would have something to talk about and cover it at all. Otherwise, they would have just ignored it. Or they would have had to come up with something even more ridiculous to be upset about. And isn't it strange that their message to their gullible viewers, their audience of communists, is that Sidney Powell doesn't know how to spell As if that's possible. 
Oh, look, Trump's lawyers are so incompetent that they didn't even fix all the typos in their document. <laughs> yeah, that's probably somewhere in the Constitution. Oh, there are typos in the document. I guess the communist won. Let's just give it over to Kamala Harris. Let's turn the country over to commies due to typos. Oh, no. <laughs> These people are unbelievable. So I sat down last night and began reading the document. I got about three quarters of the way through it and was like, I'm going to go read this on my iPad in bed. And so I kept going for about two minutes and then fell asleep. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Reading a court filing in bed maybe is not uh, the best idea late at night before Thanksgiving. So I still have to read the rest of it. But boy, oh boy, were there some highlights. Do you want to hear them? Okay. You have no choice because I'm going to read them anyway. But I'm going to take that as you agreeing with me. And so let's get started. Right up at the beginning, the nature of action. This civil action brings to light a massive election fraud, multiple violations of Georgia's laws and multiple constitutional violations as shown by fact witnesses to specific events, multiple expert witnesses and the sheer mathematical impossibilities found in the Georgia 2020 general election. One. As a civil action, the plaintiff's burden of proof is a, quote, preponderance of the evidence to show, as the Georgia Supreme Court has made clear that it was not incumbent upon plaintiff to show how the voters would have voted if their absentee ballots had been regular. Plaintiff only had to show that there were enough irregular ballots to place in doubt the result. Well, so there's our standard. Got it? They do not need to show beyond a reasonable doubt that fraud was committed. They need to show that their evidence taken cumulatively shows more than enough cause to believe that Joe Biden may not have won the Georgia election. And it is way beyond the... Twelve and a half thousand vote difference that the media secretary of state Raffensperger and Governor Kemp are pretending is the real number. And of course, it's not the real number. And let's see why. So I took some uh, I took some little sections out of the part of the suit that I read and I'm going to tell you about them so you can go look at them yourself and then read the whole thing if you like you should it's nice to know these things from the original source rather than listen to Don Lemon tell you about it so this is section 76 the same affiant further testified specifically to the breach of the chain of custody of the voting machines the night before the election, stating, 
we typically receive the machines, the ballot marking devices on the Friday before the election with a chain of custody letter to be signed on Sunday, indicating that we had received the machines and the counts on the machines when received and that the machines have been sealed. In this case, we were asked to sign the chain of custody letter on Sunday, even though the machines were not delivered until 2 a.m. on the morning of, of election day. The Milton precinct received its machines at 1 a.m. on the morning of election day. This is unacceptable and voting machines should not be out of custody prior to election day. That seems pretty simple, right? They were told to sign that they had already received the machines two days prior to receiving them. The machines came to them days after they were supposed to, and they were told to sign that they had gotten them earlier with no chain of custody for the machines. So right there, that's enough to cancel all of the votes on all of those machines because that's not how it works. And hopefully the court will agree. But let's move on. So this is uh, page 52 now. I actually cut off the, uh, the number of the section because I'm kind of a jackass, I guess. But this is uh, J and K, section J and K on page 52. In late December of 2019, three Democratic senators, Warren, Klobuchar, Wyden, and House member Mark Pocan wrote about their, quote, particularized concerns that secretive and, quote, trouble-plagued companies have long skimped on security in favor of convenience, end quote. In the context of how they described the voting machine systems that three large vendors, election systems and software, Dominion Voting Systems, and Heart InterCivic, collectively provide voting machines and software that facilitate voting for over 90% of all eligible voters in the U.S. Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat from Oregon, all of those were Democrats, by the way, as it said. Senator Ron Wyden said the findings in security of voting systems are, quote, yet another damning indictment of the profiteering election vendors who care more about the bottom line than protecting our democracy, end quote. It's also an indictment, he said, quote, of the notion that important cybersecurity decisions should be left entirely to county election offices, many of whom do not employ a single cybersecurity specialist. Now, again, these are Democrats. But that paragraph is even a little more important than how it sounds just reading through. I mean, it sounds bad. The, the key takeaway that most people will have is that three prominent Democrat senators, two of whom ran in the primaries, lodged complaints at the end of last year, not even a year ago, about the security of these systems. These systems that serve, again, 90% of the eligible voters in the United States. 
Does that sound like it's just the swing states? It's not. The idea that these three voting system companies, Dominion being one of them, but they're not the only one with the problem, by the way, serve 90% of the voters in this country is a travesty. And the thing is, if Sidney Powell proves her case, this has a domino effect on the rest of the country. And this is the moment that I have been focused on for months. When the systems are shown to be intentional, when the fraud is shown to be intentional and so widespread as to be systematic across Democrat states and Democrat controlled areas of red states. Or in the case of Georgia, an instance where Stacey Abrams, one of the most corrupt politicians in the country, actually engaged in this whole process with the Secretary of State of Georgia, with the governor's knowledge. Georgia has become a hotbed for election fraud, and it was intentional, and it was bipartisan. But this has implications for the entire country. If states are overturned, if the elections are deemed illegitimate on the back of the voting systems, then that has wide-reaching consequences for the rest of the country. That is my expectation. And it is my hope because I do not believe that any of these states are blue states. And I said that months ago. I said I believe Donald Trump would win every single state except where election fraud turned the election for Joe Biden. I did not even hope that the election fraud might be rooted out everywhere, especially in places like California, Illinois, New York, Maryland, places that have large populations and are overwhelmingly traditionally blue. The same goes for Washington and Oregon and Massachusetts. And good old Joe Biden, Delaware. But all of that could happen. And I'm not trying to get anybody's hopes up too much. But also, I want you to know that when and if you begin hearing things that are headed in this direction, you can trust those things because it's true. That is like my hopeful standpoint. And I think it's going to happen. But that's just me. Now, the media is playing a very pernicious game about this whole thing. They know that their audience is not going to actually read the court filing. And they don't want their audience to read the court filing. Because in the court filing are countless examples describing multiple methods, five, ten different methods of voter fraud. Some of them just being straight up sleight of hand trickery in voting centers 
where poll challengers were unable to watch as ballots for Donald Trump were put into the Joe Biden pile. And you might say, yeah, well, when they put them in the machine, it's still going to read it as Trump. Well, that's where you're wrong. Because what these machines can do is take in a batch of up to 50 ballots and it will read all those ballots. There is actually an affiant in Michigan who says that she personally witnessed them taping over the sensor of the voting machines, feeding batches in over and over and over again. And then when the batches come out the other side, the people who are operating the machines have the option from the software companies, and this is built into their programming, that they can either confirm the batch as it is or change the results of the batch. They can override the reading and they can say, oh, that was just 50 votes votes for 50 votes. Joe Biden probably owns 50 boats. He probably has boats stationed all around the world in his little corrupt hideouts. Like he's got one in Serbia. He's got two or three in China, maybe one or two in the Ukraine, a few in Russia, probably boats into North Korea every now and then. He probably rides over there with with uh, Kim Jong Newsom from California. By the way, that's mine. I thought of it. I'm making T-shirts that say Kim Jong Newsom, so don't steal it or else you are a commie too. But yeah, Joe Biden has has 50 votes for sure. But so anyway, so 50 votes can go through and the person who is operating the machine can override the entire batch and say, nah, those are all just for Joe Biden. I looked at them physically. The machine may not have read them right. So I'm just going to put them in for Biden. And now a lot of those votes are described in the court filing as having been on pristine paper, unfolded mail-in ballots, which means that they not only never got sent out, but they never got sent back. Because to be sent out or back, they would they would have to have been folded to fit in the envelopes. And so not only do they not have the envelopes, which they are required by law to have, the poll workers were not even sure that these were legitimate ballots. They talked about differences in the watermark. One was almost transparently gray. The other was just gray. And these are entire batches. And these entire batches are marked only for Joe Biden and nothing down ticket. And commies will deny this because the news denies this and it tells them that there was nothing wrong anywhere. And so when they hear one of these claims, they think, oh, man, that's weird. But that probably didn't happen that much. I mean, the news told me that there's no chance that there was widespread voter fraud. I mean, maybe that sounds like a little bit of fraud or you're probably just not understanding the process because I don't understand it. So therefore, it's impossible to understand it. Like that is honestly what they think, like I'm so smart that I trust the smart people and what they told me. And therefore, if information comes that tells me I'm wrong, 
I'm going to deny that information until I know exactly how the process is supposed to work. But I'm never going to know that because I'm not going to look it up. And therefore, you can't know it either because I'm smart. Therefore, it didn't happen. And they'll have that entire thought process and just move on with their lives. And then they'll wonder why later they didn't even see me come to the Thanksgiving event, but I came and left. And while they were busy foaming themselves, they got completely covered in my mashed potatoes. And now they have COVID. And their masks didn't work. Sad, but true. And I was thinking about the Lincoln Project last night because you know how commies and maskies love to have people on the other side that they can say, oh yeah, even they agree with me. And so the Lincoln Project was one of those things because they get to, th- they get to think, oh, this is what the decent Republicans think. The decent Republicans agree with me. And that justifies my view because my view is a bipartisan one. So even people from the other side can see how dangerous and racist Donald Trump is. And so they agree with me, which makes me right, which means I don't have to check my opinion ever. I don't have to doubt myself. I don't have to doubt their assessment of Donald Trump because their assessment agrees with mine and their Republicans. They would have totally stuck around the Republican Party being hacks over there. If it hadn't been for Donald Trump, who's so terrible that they actually gave up their lifelong Republican membership to join the resistance because that's how bad Donald Trump is. Because they're such good people that they saw the face of evil and left and came to my side. Now, Rick Wilson, up until a couple of months ago, had pictures on his Instagram, his wife's Instagram as well, where they would just be out partying on one of Joe Biden's 50 boats with a Confederate flag cooler. Not joking. It's real. It could still be on his Instagram, honestly. But I saw it there myself. And many people online have taken note of this little fact. And Rick Wilson got hazed by the internet for a little while and then kept on calling Donald Trump evil because that's what commies do. But the funny part is that the very sensitive, very woke, very kind commies, the very smart, very serious commies, they thought to themselves, oh, well, yeah, you know, the Confederate flag thing for Rick Wilson, that was probably like back when he was a conservative. And we know all conservatives are racist. So, Like, yeah, he finally saw the light, and that's why he's with us now. So we can forget about his communist flag cooler because he probably didn't mean it. It was back from when he was a conservative, of course. But wait, now I'm confused. So I thought the whole thing that made the Lincoln Project legitimate is that they were, in fact, conservatives. And... That's why them being on your team mattered so much. Because it proved that your vision was one of unification. But if the Confederate flag thing was from when he was a conservative, 
And the only reason that we like the Lincoln Project is because they're conservative. What does that mean about Rick's cooler? Okay, so he had it when he was a conservative, and he's still a conservative now, and that's why we like him, and that's why we take him seriously. When did he get rid of the cooler? Oh, he still has the cooler. Okay, so the cooler was from when he was a conservative, but now it doesn't matter because he's not a conservative, but he is a conservative in the Lincoln Project, and that's when they just stopped thinking about it. They're like, oh, it's too complicated. No one can figure this out. It's like masks. The science says it's okay. Do I understand the science? No, but I know the science says it. So it's okay. And so Rick Wilson was racist when he was a conservative. And he's not racist now because he calls Donald Trump racist. And I don't know if he has the cooler or not anymore, but he still is a conservative. And that's why we have to take the Lincoln Project seriously. And then they just turn on Murphy Brown and whittle their fingernails away to nothing. Like with a knife, they just whittle them. They're trying to make them super sharp. And they don't want to go outside and and get wood. Because what are they going to do? Like whittle a bald eagle? Nope. They can't even whittle. They just want to make their nails into claws. And it's kind of funny that the guy with the Confederate flag cooler feels so immediately comfortable joining forces with the woke left. And isn't it odd how quickly they accepted him? The same with Joe Biden, by the way, whose mentor in politics was a former Grand Kliegel and exalted Cyclops in the Klan. But that was in the past, and now, you know, that was probably when Robert Byrd was a conservative. And then, of course, he was in the Democratic Party, which makes him no longer racist, which is good because if he was still Robert Byrd, even while he was Joe Biden's mentor, that might mean that Joe Biden, as a Democrat, was mentored by an unrepentant racist which might explain the reason why Joe Biden has been so bad on racial issues his entire life, including the 94 crime bill, which he says he wrote and segregation and stuff. But that was a long time ago, you know. Shit. Well, that's fine. I mean, Joe Biden's a Democrat now and he's on our side so we can forgive him and he's not really a racist. So all good. I mean, he's not really a racist because he's with us and we forgive him and we hate racist, which means he's not racist because we like him and us liking him proves he's not racist. Thank God. Commies are, are so good at knowing how this stuff works. It really is just a mark of their forgiving souls that they invite these racists back into their fray as soon as they help their cause. Kind of the same as when Nick Cannon went off on his racist rant against white people preaching scientific racial supremacy theories 
that blacks are genetically superior to white people. And then, oh, yeah, he threw the Jews in there, too. And. I mean, it was all just kind of the most reprehensible shit you could ever listen to. But the good thing. Is that. We wokes knew that Nick Cannon was on our side. And by virtue of being on our side, he wasn't being a malignant racist. He was merely being momentarily ignorant, which he has every right to because Nick Cannon, celebrity presenter of TV shows I've never seen, is oppressed. And so it's only natural that an oppressed person who definitely is not educated on how could he be. We all know that America intentionally refuses to educate black Americans. So Nick Cannon's ignorance is not his fault. It's 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 white conservatives fault. And we can just forgive him and welcome him back into the fold a couple days later, as soon as he has a publicist write an apology for him. It's that simple. And then we can we can re-educate him later. And Nick Cannon was welcomed right back in and he was like, hey, guys, sorry. You know, I, I, I said what we all think, but I said it in the wrong way and it got out there. So now people know. And, you know, I know that we all agree about the anti-Semitism thing, right? I mean, go Palestine, BDS. I know. I know, but yeah, I said the thing about white people and now white people are mad. So I'm going to fake apologize. Thank you guys for understanding that I'm not racist because I'm one of you, even though I say tons and tons of racist shit, of course, but that's not a problem because I'm one of you. I'm on the good side. And so you guys will welcome me right back, even though I'm an unmitigated racist. Got it. It's great how forgiving the communists are when they are able to maintain the advantage in the narrative, isn't it? It's really incredible what exactly the communists will tolerate in terms of racism, sexism, sexual assault, corruption, crimes against humanity. It's amazing what they will tolerate as long as it's on their side. Huh. And why is that? Why do people like Nick Cannon and Rick Wilson feel so comfortable on that side of things? Is it because that side of things is perpetually willing to forgive racism, sexism, sexual assault, corruption, and crimes against humanity when it's on their side? I think it might be. I think that might be exactly the reason. They are totally tolerant of all these people, people of all stripes, so long as they advance their cause. If they don't do that, if a black man like Tim Scott or Thomas Sowell or my buddy Siaka, if those guys speak up for conservative values, or conservative positions, then they get called coons. 
and they get called traitors to their race. Traitors to their race. That's very interesting. That sounds racist to me. All the races are supposed to act to the benefit of their own race. Well, by golly, that's exactly what Democrats have done for 200 years. You know what color those Democrats were? White. You know what color the Democrats who forgive racism now are? White. Real fucking shocking, huh? So Nick Cannon didn't, I'm educated now, resist. And it was all better two days later. Wow, man. Maybe I underestimated how forgiving the commies are. So that's all I have to say today about the politics stuff because I don't want to go on and on on this beautiful Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving is the best American holiday in my humble opinion. And it's sad that commies and maskies are trying to ruin it as they are with the rest of our history and the rest of the things that we do in fact celebrate. And why are they doing that? Well, it is not overboard to say that they are trying to eliminate Americanism from American culture. They're trying to eliminate our history They're trying to eliminate our holidays. They are trying to eliminate our traditions and our values and our liberty. And we don't have to comply with any of that because we have the majority. Because what they are doing is unconscionable. And because we are all individuals who can stand up for ourselves and need to start doing so. So I want to say I'm very, very thankful for everyone out there who has listened to this show, all of the people who feed me information uh, daily on Instagram and wherever else for for the next three weeks that I have Instagram. Uh, Very thankful to the podcast guests, at least the non-communist ones that I have had. Um, I'm very thankful for America. I'm thankful for our founders and the constitution that they wrote that has upheld our wonderful society for this long and will uphold it once again with a little help from us. I'm very, very thankful for everyone who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 when I could not see what you saw. I am thankful that you have made me see that And that he has made me see that. And I'll even give myself a little credit for taking the steps necessary to come to that position on my own, however much I did so. I am very thankful to Donald Trump himself for the way the office has changed him. The man that he has become over these last four years, the undying spirit and energy that he possesses and his unwavering commitment to American ideals. I am thankful to every veteran that has fought for this society. I am jealous and envious 
of what you have given that I will never be able to equal. And man, I'm just thankful for the American Renaissance that I have faith is coming not too far, not too long from now. We are, it is just around the bend. The American Renaissance is just around the bend. We just need to see this through. This is not a time for us to be upset and sad and nervous or anxious or frustrated. This is a time for us to confirm American ideals in ourselves and others. We are on a short track to triumph. This is not a failure. We have won. We will win. We just need to bring it home. So stay faithful. Keep believing in America. I hope you're all with family and good friends. With wonderful meals. And you're in high spirits. And I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!